Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Airway First, the podcast from the Children's Airway First Foundation. I'm your host, Rebecca St. James. My guest today is Molly Peterson, wife, mother of two, and photographer from Virginia. Molly's joining us on the podcast today to share her story with all of you in an effort to share knowledge and experience and provide a little bit of support for all of you out there no matter where you are in your child's airway journey. So let's jump right into this special parent-to-parent episode of the Airway First podcast with today's guest, Molly Peterson. All right, great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Molly. Thank you. It is so good to be here with you, um, and I appreciate you taking time out to share your story and your knowledge with our parent audience. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So. Before we get started, I guess the best way to start our conversation is uh, I would ask you just to share a little bit about your airway journey with your child. You know, how did it start and um, where are you on that journey today? Okay. Um, Well, everything I have learned in the last three years and even the last six months, because it it seemed that the information seemed to take a long period. I've been getting blips about airway health for 20 years, um, even longer uh, with my dad's apnea, for example. Ah, okay. But I I was having, you know, like slow little drop-ins of information, but it it never came together the way that it has significantly in the last three years, two years, last six months. It seems that the the information is just like compacting and (laughs) coming in at full speed. And um, and then I'm, I'm trying to process and it's fascinating and really interesting. Um, so my husband comes home and I'm like, guess what I learned about today? (laughs) So, um, so I guess I wish I'd known this all obviously before our oldest son was born at about seven years ago. Um, with him, uh, you know, he, he was bottle fed from the start for a few reasons. And so I had some friends that kind of, you know, you'd hear about the term tongue tie, right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I didn't know enough about it and I didn't think he quote unquote had an issue. And I know it's harder to catch when you're bottle fed. Um, But he had in hindsight now, he had several, uh, I think I casually mentioned it to a pediatrician. I was like, oh, no, no, he's fine. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, he's my first and you're in that blur of the first. Sure. Right. Um, But he, in hindsight now he had signs. He, um, he would have night terrors. Um, his nervous system was pretty dysregulated, uh, early on, like a really happy kiddo, but would wake up all through the night. I mean, we were going through so many bottles and people say, he doesn't need bottles. He doesn't need that many. You're like, you don't understand <laughs> if he doesn't get this bottle. It's, it's a rage, right? Uh, if anyone's ever been through that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, he also, um, he, he didn't have a very high and narrow palate, but I was starting kind of learning about that. Um, mm-hmm. The only way we, I would, could get him to sleep for a nap was I had to take him for a car ride and he would sleep better when he was with us and not, there were just little blips, um, very yeah. full diapers overnight, very full. And, and I didn't learn that, the correlation with that until um, our second one was born. And he, um, how, how far apart are they? They are three years apart. Okay. All right. 
So when our second son was born, um, again, nursing struggles, this time the signs were much more obvious, at least to me, uh, okay. very high and narrow palate. Um, he seemed to have restriction, but again, I went to a lactation consultant, five different pediatricians, and they were all like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're talking about. So um, very light sleeper, very also night terrors at a very young age, and some that were mm -hmm. very intense um, and would go on for a very long time. I never noticed with either of them uh, sleep apnea type stopping of breathing mm -hmm. but i still thought there's something going on here there's there's a lot more going on here and this was yeah it's the mom was, instinct right yeah and there was this was four years ago so i feel like especially in the last six months a year and maybe it's just that i'm way more aware of it now is the information really is now flooding in i think mm -hmm. to make those connections between the emotional health and the nervous system and the airway and the lack of oxygen and yeah um so I thought we we stopped trying to nurse. He was supplemented with a bottle, but we stopped trying to nurse with the second one at three months. I I tried everything, and it was becoming it was stressful for him. It was stressful for me. Mm -hmm. um, when he'd stick out his little tongue, it was almost like a heart because it was so restricted. Wow! But yet I didn't. I was I didn't know anything, right? And right. <laughs> and so I kind of gave up at that point. Um, you know, he's three months old. I've got a toddler. It was the time when the world kind of started to fall apart and um, uh, it, it socially uh, for for a while. And so I was also more isolated um, than ever before. And right. so it was probably, I think when he was almost a year old, is like, okay, we'll just we'll do the we'll do the bottle. But he had the similar things with the very heavy diapers overnight. Um, he also, uh, he would go through many, many bottles overnight and it was that same pattern. And my husband and I are going, what is going on here? What are we doing wrong? You know, and they weren't sleeping well. And we are a family who is really mindful about, you know, the types of food and getting outside a lot. And, and I'm, it, it, we tried, we thought all the tricks, mm -hmm. um, and we just were like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but then we started also noticing some of the behavioral stuff. And I know that I know that some of this behavior stuff is just simply that age. The brain is mm -hmm. developing, the nervous system is developing, everything's developing. Um, but again, I was feeling those connections of I've there's something deeper here. There's something more here. And and again, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> right. Um, well, that's that mom guilt, right? We all have that. It's, ah, it's our fault, of course. It's, it's my fault that my kids don't listen. Um, but yet, but yet, they were listening, and I, I mean, and I was trying to listen to them. Um, I'm fortunate I've been able to be home with them, so I kind of joke that I have had this Jane Goodall esque front row seat to them, mm -hmm. and maybe hyper observe them more than they all would like. Um, and not in a pushy way, but just a, right. like, oh, interesting. Um, so it was probably around when our youngest was about a year or so old. I found there was an Instagram page, uh, I think, and it noted that, and it taught, it was taught because I was looking down the tongue tap, tongue tie path more, but I mm -hmm. still, I thought it was too late. 
Mm. Um, but something blipped up across my path that said, it's not too late. I mean, there are adults that get these things revised. And I thought, whoa, mm -hmm. wait a minute here. So that reignited that journey that I had, had already sort of been on. And I reached out to a, um, I'm one of those, like once I, once I feel that resonance and get excited, like, oh, like mm -hmm. a light bulb, right. I dive full in and I, that path. Everything yeah. I can. And, um, and it, and again, it's like rapid fire processing. Um, so I reached out to an, um, an oral myofunctional therapist. This is when we lived in a different state and she had been a dental hygienist for, you know, decades and decided, <laughs> and was seeing enough of this, this pattern with children that that's mm -hmm. where she wanted to support them. So we took a man, he was, I think he was about a year and a half and she's, and she said, it's not too late. And he had so many of the signs. It was so validating to have that. Yes. You know, the recessed jaw and the high and narrow palate and his, um, his turbinates at that time hadn't swelled, uh, swelled up, but they did about six months later. Mm. Um, and so that caused more restriction. And then I was learning about how that, how that tongue to the roof of the palate, it, it suddenly, like I said, all started to come flooding in. Mm -hmm. Um, we moved shortly after that away from that state. So I wasn't able to continue with her, but I knew, okay, we're on a path now. And now, mm -hmm. now we're going to figure this out. So, um, in my impatience, it's taken longer than I would like. But again, what I have learned in the last six months has been, I'm so glad I was able to wait for that information. Um, I read the, the first book I read was, um, uh, breath by James Nestor yep. mm -hmm. and that connected so many more dots. Yeah. For me. And I needed to understand it on a deeper level. Um, and then it was not only connecting dots for my children and, uh, and, and myself and then my childhood, but then also my husband, there were things we've, we've been together for 22 years and there have been things with him. I have just been chasing. Uh, symptom wise that I can't get a hold of. And now I I'm was going to ask about that because you often hear it's in families. It yes. runs. And, and he and our youngest son are almost like little carbon copies of each other. Mm. <laughs> a little one's a carbon copy of him. And so it was neat to be able to see that correlation say, Oh my goodness, there it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, my impatience kind of, kind of frustrates. <laughs> frustrates well, like, sure. I think it's like right now, now that I know. Um, so our, our oldest, since he was less severe, you know, and he had, by that time, he had started tea, uh, grinding teeth. So, oh, okay, mm. well, magnesium helps at night, which it did, but it didn't fix it, right? Right. Um, so I did, he did have a buckle release and a tongue tie because he wasn't as severe. At the same time, we did some myofunctional therapy because I, I always knew, and there was so no information to be found for me at that time, it was piecing all of these things together and then trying to make the plan. And I felt like I was leading the charge a little too much because with, with the, with like the dentist, for example, she was very mm -hmm. aware of it, but I, well, do I need a malfunctional therapist? Well, you could. And I thought, I feel like we should, I, but then it was finding one and getting on our wait list and, and financially, that all it all costs yeah. money. Insurance hardly mm -hmm. covered any of the tongue tie release. So we did do some of that. But then I thought, okay, 
and it did it cleared up his um it cleared up his grinding at night and it it lessened some of his symptoms um but but still we were having some other struggles and I, I can get to that later but then with the younger one i thought he is much more pronounced or severe and mm -hmm. i thought if we just snip that tongue tie because everyone was saying just just snip it um he's not going to know how to use that tongue mm -hmm. and i right. want to create another problem and i don't want him to you know if he already is struggling to breathe at night and you know at, at that point he was kind of sleeping up propped in my arm because if mm -hmm. he's down oh, wow. you know that jaw yeah. back um and i thought i don't i, I if we're already not getting very much sleep, I can't get less sleep because I'm worried that his tongue's going to flop back sure. in the neck of right. his throat. Right. <sighs> like I need another stress. So, so what that paused his tongue tie release, and I'm really glad that it did. And he has not yet had one. Um, okay. That de then sent us down a journey of, um, of working with a holistic dentist and getting, he's, our youngest has had a CT scan. Mm -hmm. Yes, his airway is compromised. Um, he has had a sleep study, and they did not find apnea, thankfully. And he, and you know, I have a little four-year-old hooked up for a sleep study. That was an interesting night, and he handled it sure. Well. Oh, um, good. And that was, and that was our our holistic dentist that, with that. It's so our airway-centered dentist had said, mm -hmm. "Let's do all of those things because that will determine do we have other things going on." Um, and it may help insurance cover some of this. Mm -hmm. um, they did not find apnea, but I said, well, what about sleep disorder breathing? And uh, those doctors have never called me back to talk to me about that. So I've just figured, well, okay, <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's kind of like they don't need to tell me. I, I already know he, he, he's clearly struggling to breathe at night. Especially. Right. Um, and then we have seen two ENTs. And they both noted that he didn't seem to have the swollen adenoids and tonsils. And I, I wouldn't have been on a path to just have them removed without further exploration. Mm -hmm. um, but they they did say, well, let's just try Flonase. And I thought that, sure, we could. Um, but everything I've read, and I started asking about the tongue and the air, everything mm -hmm. that I've learned, and mm -hmm. neither were willing to have that conversation with me. They just mm -hmm. wanted to try Flonase and move along. One, actually, and I, I'll say this, he actually went so far as to say, well, if neither of you are sleeping, I think you should just ferberize him and he'll figure it out and then you'll sleep better. And you could hear the, you could feel the oxygen just suck out of the room at that moment. I yeah. thought, you know, I'm not a combative person and I'm really willing to talk about this we're done here <laughs> yeah yeah and then he kind of backpedaled oh i'm not trying to tell you how to parent i thought are you kidding me yeah so so it's been that part's been frustrating but almost validating too like nope so i so why haven't you you gone through the with the tongue tie release yet um he we are on the path with him um so he hasn't had myofunctional therapy in a while we've been doing stuff at home um, we've been using tools at home. We've tried the munchie. He's got the myo spots. Mm -hmm. um, and he is he is breathing more through his nose. Um, we haven't done the tongue tie release yet because I just yet. 
Um, with the holistic dentist, we have talked about upper and lower ALF expanders. Mm -hmm. um, the struggle there is, is financially, that's a, more of an investment than I can do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you're aware of how much it is, but it's, I was having to say, okay, well, we're going to have to pick one of the boys and only he'll get this help and maybe we'll work on the other one later, but the other one's already losing teeth. And so I know like even the jaw growth, you mm -hmm. know, it's, he's seven. Yeah. So his is, but I was, I was choosing the four-year-old because he's the one that's not sleeping very well. So, or, um, so I, I've had a lot of these start, stop, start, stops, but where we are right now is I have recently found um, a cranial osteopath, osteopathic mm -hmm. physician, mm -hmm. and she's been working on, she's only worked on them both twice, but they both love her. The, the youngest one said just yesterday, when do we get to go back to Dr. Tracy? Because she helps me feel better. Oh, wow. So I know with him, it's one of those, I think, chicken or the egg and cascade effect scenarios that I'm learning is, and this won't be the case for everybody, but, or it could be, did the nervous system dysregulate the airway and the airway dysregulate the nervous system or is it both and there's just so much overlap? And that's kind of mm -hmm. where I am with both of them. So I'm working on that with the cranial osteopath to help that autonomic nervous system and you know, with the with everything in the head, the mm -hmm. the muscles and the ligaments and the and the bones and the vagus the vagus nerve. I was going to say the vagus nerve, yeah. Especially so, um, and all of that. It's so beautiful how it's all connected. Mm -hmm. um, so we are going to her, and then I did because of the expense of the expanders, which we may be in that boat someday, um, but it's not today. I have recently signed up with the tooth pillow. Um, as I was okay. learning about that. And so I thought, okay, well, that's more of an entry point that we can do. That's something we can do at home. Um, and there's a whole virtual app system. So I can help both boys right now. We're working on the nervous system and let's see where we are in six months to, you know, one year, two yeah. years and see if that helps regulate things. And I, it, it, for, for the first time in a long time, I'm finally feeling like, we got this. Yeah. We're, we got this. We, we have was a plan. A battle. <laughs> we have a plan. Oh, yeah. But we're finally here. Um, yeah. It's, and, and so the younger one, since he's been going to that cranial osteopath, the first night he went to her, he came home and he slept 11 hours breathing through his nose. Wow. If that child had not gone to that doctor that day, I probably would have woken him up, taken him to the emergency room. Hmm. Again, something was wrong because we have never had that. And then this, after the second appointment, it wasn't the first day. He was a little grumpy the first day after that appointment. But the next day was, um, it was Christmas Eve and he fell asleep at five 30. And this is a kiddo who is involved in everything. He likes to, okay. cook. he likes to clean. He likes to organize. He likes to play him. And he's only four. But he fell asleep on Christmas Eve. He missed the dinner he made. He missed the cookies for Santa. He missed all of that because he slept for 14 hours. Oh, my goodness. And people may say that, the, oh, it might be a coincidence. I don't think at all. Mm -mm. He was finally so. coming down. And, and we talk so much about um, 
And I think it's interesting. I'm not talking at them. It's like we're we're learning together and I'm sharing mm -hmm. with them what I'm learning. We talk so much about the tongue and the and the breathing and the nervous system that like both of them get it and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're finally on a path and it finally feels like things are calming down. And is his sleeping consistent now to where it's, it's more consistent? Yes, okay. more consistent. They're both more consistent. Um, they both more so, I think our oldest one usually wakes up once a night. Um, okay. But the youngest one is waking up less and less and less. And he's you can tell he's sleeping more soundly when he wakes up in the morning. I mean, he's one of the happiest look four year olds you're ever going to meet both of them. But we'll say like he's like Buddy the Elf. He's just, hey, he's here. But when he's not sleeping, you've got the Hulk. Like it is the oh. other. And it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Well, sure, because it, it's very disruptive. It's so disruptive. And so, the I mean, all of the podcasts and the articles and the I'm so grateful for all of these Instagram accounts and these myofunctional mm -hmm. therapists and that are mm -hmm. sharing so much information. Um, and, and, and the books I've read, I mean, I've read the, what was it? The, the tired child. That was mm -hmm. another favorite. Yeah, that that's a great a lot one of dots for me. Um, so it's just, it's really, really neat to have learned about all of this stuff and how it's playing out and, um, and even how it, like, not just the emotional, but also, um, learning delays and learning struggles and how that mm -hmm. it's. I think, it's amazing I think how connected it all is. So connected. And I think sometimes when I talk to now, when I, of course, when I talk to friends or whoever about it, I think, I think sometimes they think like, oh, of course you're going to think it's connected. I'm thinking it is connected. It is connected. Yes. The more we find out, the more it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's wild. It it's wild. Really well, first, is. first I would commend you because you are absolutely what we call the airway mama bear. <laughs> Thank you. That. You know, this is, and you know, we need more of you because this is how we're going to move this forward and make these changes. Yeah. You know, you've, you've done all this hard work. And, um, so I, I absolutely commend you for Thank that, you. for advocating and just Thank staying you. with it. So Thank for you. people that don't know, uh, I want to go back for just a second. You mentioned the tooth pillow. Yeah. So for parents that don't know what that is, sure. will you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So for what I understand, um, ours is in the mail. I think it's supposed to come here. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. So um, what I've learned uh, through their website, their website is really comprehensive. There's a lot yeah. of information there and a lot of videos. And we'll put a link to it. Too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I also was so impressed because as you probably can gather already, I like a lot of information mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll ask a lot of questions and I have to understand it. And so I really appreciated all of the information they put out there. Um, it's a device that they wear. It looks like an athletic mouth guard. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it has like a, a lip to to teach the tongue where to rest. Mm -hmm. So it's not just in there, but it also has a, a place to help with that tongue. Um, and they'll wear it. They're supposed to wear it for an hour every day. And then and then ideally all night long. Um, and, and the before and afters, obviously, I don't know these people, but the before and after photos I've seen and there's a um, a, a parent Facebook group is people are excitedly sharing about, Oh my goodness, look at how fast my child's palate is expanding and the arches mm -hmm. and, and, um, and it's, so it's to help the tongue learn to 
stay up at the top of the pattern. Right, where it's supposed to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's not going to hold it there for them, but it will help them. And then that will help naturally expand that archway instead of mm -hmm. having a, a device in there, you know, like an owl for a, a mile brace. Mm -hmm. like to push that. it out. Um, to push it out for them. And like, again, we may we may be that route, but I'm willing to try this one first. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, we ordered one for both, for both boys and they're what's neat because we've been having these conversations is they both ask me when's our tooth pillow coming so wow. i was able to say tomorrow it's coming i checked the tracking it's coming tomorrow so and i i think what's also neat about kids especially you know we since we have so many conversations is they want to feel better sure they don't like feeling this way and in and they don't like the feedback they get i mean as a parent you can only be so patient and I, there are some days where it's so intense with my mm -hmm. youngest even i've had to say buddy you stop like, you gotta back off a little bit kiddo yeah um and and then we're both cutting then we're both well, yeah right then time out for everyone right <laughs> we, we need a break um and that's so i i, I know that everyone is just like all of the, the recipe that we've kind of put together to help our family. Now we still, it's still really important to me that we limit screen time and mm -hmm. that we, um, you know, if they're, if they're, those Mayo spots have been really neat. They, there's those little, uh, they just dis dissolve. You mm -hmm. stick it right back mm -hmm. here. And so if they do have TV time, or if I notice that they're kind of tea kettle talking, I tell you, say it like when the, it really goes up and they just not breathing. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, mm -hmm. <gasps> That hey, do you need a tongue button? <laughs> okay, and then if we put on a show, then they naturally just fidget with it, which helps just oh, take that deep breath. Um, yeah, and we spend a lot of time outside, and we're you know we're mindful of all sorts of things. All of that's still important. Every kid is a recipe, but um, I don't know if I answered that question about the tooth. No, but it's it's a you did help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you absolutely did. And that, okay. you know, so I, I think you touched on a little bit of it, but what were some of the biggest hurdles that, you know, you've had to overcome along this journey? Um, well, I think one of the biggest ones was a mental hurdle of the financial part about so mm -hmm. much of it. Um, cause it, you know, I absolutely agree that a myofunctional therapist like is worth what they're charging. Yeah, I mean, I can afford it once a week for each mm. for two kids. Right. And it's um, not always covered. And the holistic airway dentist, again, insurance, not mm -hmm. in the frustration is in is insurance has hardly covered anything for what we've actually mm. what has actually been helpful. Um, and and so that's always a frustration because you think, oh, there's so many kids who could get help mm -hmm. um, if only. Right. And so. Right that's a big thing and then um because i'm home I, I work for myself so because i'm home i've been able to invest all of this time and energy into the education so mm -hmm. i can you know understand what we're doing where we're going and then also the time to get them to any of these appointments mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think that was another thing that i i appreciated about the whole tooth pillow process because I'm not going into the dentist once a month for adjustments. I'm not going making the myofunctional therapist appointments mm -hmm. once a week. Right. And then uh, because it's all right there on the app. And that that's huge right now. And I understand there are families that are way busier than I am. 
And I just, it's, I know some people will say, well, if you need it, it comes down to priorities. And sure, that's true. But there are only so many hours in the day. Exactly. And you just get, and then the capacity, and then you talk about nervous system dysregulation, then you're more stressed about <laughs> Right, right. You know, and, and this tooth pillow thing, it, it's, it's not an exact apples to apples comparison. Yeah. But um, there used to be a time for mental health. The only way you could get help was to go into somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now we've realized not everybody can get in there. So now we have that online. We have, you know, yeah. telemedicine because if your kid just has a sniffles or I don't know, something, you know, small and you don't, or maybe you're a single parent, you can't get them in, whatever it is. Yeah. Now we have telemedicine. Yeah. So to me, that's just another example of how we're adapting medicine yeah. to treat people where they're at. You know, how, how can we help people? Yeah, definitely. And it's, and it's so, there are so, there are just so many kids. Yeah. <laughs> so many yeah. kids. And, and I, um, you know, I, I, and I've known for a long time, you know, I mentioned my dad had the apnea or mm-hmm. still has it. And, um, and so I see down the road where that goes, mm-hmm. um, health wise. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, even I, now I, you know, in hindsight, I think back, I had a lot of cavities as a kid and I grew up mm-hmm. thinking like, Oh, it's just, you didn't brush enough or you didn't whatever. Well, now what I'm learning is, is most of it's probably most often not the diet in the sense that yes, brushing teeth is important. Yes. Nutrient dense foods are important. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the microbiome and and the air and the pH, the airway and the pH and the mouth breathing. Mm-hmm. And that's that was another thing I didn't mention with our kids. They were getting early cavities. And I thought, well, hold on a minute. Like we're my husband's an organic farmer. Like, how are we getting cavities here? Right, right. <laughs> like we're doing all, you know, for the most part, there's no perfect system. But that that was another big aha moment for me is why are they getting these cavities? This doesn't make sense to me. Mm. And well, because they're breathing through their mouths and, right. and and I'm almost positive that plays a majority role in the cavities that they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Right. Because we, we know that link is there. Yeah. And it it's absolutely there. You're listening to Airway First with today's guest, Molly Peterson. You can find out more about the Children's Airway First Foundation and our mission to fix before six on our website at childrensairwayfirst.org. The CAF website offers tons of great resources for both parents and medical professionals. In our Parents Portal and Clinicians Corner sections, you can find educational and informational content, including videos, blogs, our recommended reading list, comprehensive medical research, podcasts, events, and parent support. Parents are also encouraged to join the Airway Huddle, our Facebook support group, which was created for parents of children with airway and sleep-related issues. You can access the Airway Huddle support group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Airway Huddle. Are you a medical professional or a parent that's interested in being a guest on the show? 
then shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. As a reminder, this podcast and the opinions expressed here are not a medical diagnosis. If you suspect your child might have an airway issue, please contact your pediatric airway dentist or pediatrician. And now let's jump back into our very special parent-to-parent edition of the Airway First podcast with today's guest, Molly Peterson. Another, um, another interesting kind of frustration along this way, and I, I imagine it's pretty common, is is the pushback that I've gotten or the dismissal, perhaps, from mm-hmm. whether it's medical professionals or those that I know. Kind of look at like, well, what do you, what do you know? That kind of a yeah. where you yeah. have to stand up and say like, okay, well. You have not spent hundreds of hours on this like I have. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought I would, but here I am. And it kind of chose me. And here we are. Right, right, right. And, you know, I can tell you firsthand just with my journey as well as, you know, with our founder, Andy. Once you start down this rabbit hole of reading, and it's it's so funny, too, um, because you mentioned James Nestor's book. which I will put a link for, but he is on our advisory board. Okay. I, I swear that is the gateway book. That is what has started this journey for so many people. I believe it. You start with that and then you end up with, you know, gasp and brave parent and the tired child. And it just, it starts building and yeah, you start seeing more and more research and you hear it from different providers. And once you see it and you understand it, you, you can't go back. You can't. <laughs> There's no way I could go back. No, mm-hmm. I have. I say to my husband, well, everybody, I, I think anyone close to me knows Molly has a giant whiteboard in her head <laughs> with lines and connections. Yep. And I often send this little, uh, was it, what do they call it, Jeff, to of this Charlie Day character. I don't even know what movie it's from. I could even mm-hmm. send it to you so you know what I'm talking about. But he's like, you know, when you're solving a case and they've got the board up with yep. all of the lines. And he's mind like, mapping, yeah. <laughs> and I said, "This is how I feel. I'm this guy," because um, mm-hmm. it it is. You can't unsee it, and it's it. And I I've often said it's this beautifully, sometimes tragic web of connection yeah. of all of it. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a really great explanation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it really it's so it's so wild to me, and and I've had some such amazing conversations with other moms, especially most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, some have sort of been in this, this realm already, and we're just now connecting or some are close friends that have gone, tell me more about what you were saying the other day. Um, mm-hmm. and that's been really neat. Um, and it's just, you, again, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Especially when you start uncovering things yeah. like depression, how it's connected mm-hmm. to depression. Yeah. And, you know, that was the Surgeon General's number one task. You know, he, uh, what was it, two years ago, he put out this huge mandate on it. And 
um, the way depression has permeated the lives of this youngest generation coming through to me, yeah. I mean, hey, that's kind of an eye opener. Let's all take a step back and yeah. try to figure out what's going on. What's going on? I'm not well, saying it's always the case, but it's so interesting when you read all this research and you right. start to see, you know, it, it manifests and impacts ADHD and you'll yes. see it in depression and yep. they can't sleep and it just, oh, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Well, and I, what also led me through this path when I was doing the nervous system stuff and then, the, um, the delays, uh, like, and with labels, I'm always, I'm hesitant on labels because I think that sometimes people over-identify, but I, mm -hmm. I said to my husband, well, we seem to have symptoms of this type of label over here. So mm -hmm. let's kind of move forward as if we do, but I'm going to keep digging. I'm going to keep okay. digging and right. see. And um, because that can give us some more clues too. But I I was able to, with our oldest, was having some learning delays in in kind of the, the, the left side hemisphere brain work. Mm -hmm. um, creative, like right side, all fired up, ready to go. Uh, but but delays in the left side. And so it's been interesting having these conversations, too, with his support team at school to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to put him in a box. Not yet. We're not going there. Yeah, I do think. And I but I that, you know, I think we've got this airway stuff and this nervous system dysregulation. And I think they're tied in and maybe some primitive reflexes. I've learned about those. Those are Yeah. Cool. I'll um, put a link to that podcast too for people that yeah, haven't heard that. That's yeah. that's insane. Yeah. It's so awesome. And wow. so like I think this is what we've got going on. And I think you're going to see some big jumps from him soon. Um mm -hmm. and and they are now seeing jumps. But what was neat is they were receptive to that. I don't know if at least they were in my presence, right? <laughs> I don't, they might think like, oh man, here's this mom. But, and I, I could be that mom. That's fine. Yeah. But once they see it. But to be able to write again, and they have access to way more kids than I do to support. And that's why I shared it because I thought if, if what I believe, if I believe so strongly that this is helping my children, then mm -hmm. surely it could help it's others. Gonna help and others. They won't think it's going to help others. And um, so when I was learning about the, and the primitive reflex that all dropped in, in the last, you know, handful mm -hmm. of months too. Uh, months, um, yeah. I don't know if you know about Dr. Josh Madsen, he's in Iowa. Mm -hmm. He's doing some really cool work, functional neurology. And yep. then the, um, Dr. Tony Ebel with PX docs. Um, he's had some really awesome connections with, um, he's a neurologically focused chiropractor, but he yeah. has a network across the country. Um, and then, like I mentioned, our cranial osteopath. So I think they're all doing really similar work that are helping these children unlock this stuff. And they're starting to, to find that it's helping to unlock those those labels that have been given, those delays mm -hmm. that they were that they were told they're not doing fast enough um, right. and, and various other struggles. And. And I, I think. I know that they all blur and blend. Um, well, and it's that cross-functional thing, right? If you yes. can get, um, and, and I can say this, you know, not as a medical professional, but we have an advisory board full of sure. some of just these amazing individuals. And I'll sit in a meeting and listen to them. When you get these cross-functional groups together in these conversations and they start piecing things, 
Yeah. It's mind blowing. And that's one of the things we advocate for is putting together these teams to work with these children. You know, because yeah. it's it's a whole child instead of these siloed approaches. Right. Right. Because it's not it exactly. And that's I think that's because humans were so good at saying, well, this is this and this is this. And no, there's no connection. You know, well, right. Well, that's not true. Come on. <laughs> right. Right. It's all connected. <laughs> well, and what's interesting, I think, you know, I mentioned I've been having blips of this my whole life with my dad, but also I have a dear friend who, gosh, 20 some years ago, I met her through the horse world. And we were doing chiropractic on the horses. And I when I was 17, I got certified to do horse massage. I don't do it. Anymore. Oh, wow. But even back then, you know, how much more that we we've done for our pets, than our own children, than ourselves, yep. and ourselves, because I think, and people have heard me say this a lot, I think we humans are so cute that we forget that we are nature, right? We mm -hmm. are mammals too. So um, <laughs> things that we would do for our pets or our, or our livestock or whatever, it's we're, we're delayed to do for ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. so right, right, nice agreed. Catching up. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give parents, um, especially those that are just starting this journey? Maybe you know, that's why, why we do these podcasts, right? Because yeah. we're trying to reach parents. Um, that have an inkling that something's wrong with they're not sure what and you know we're not saying this is exactly what's wrong with your child so please don't sure. take that as gospel and run with it but what kind of advice do you give parents that are just starting this journey I think you know whether it's someone with an infant it's their first time infant which I, I know that time when you're tired and you're probably pretty depleted and your minerals are depleted so oh first, yeah like, Try to boost up your own minerals. <laughs> That'll help. Right. And your hormones function. are out of whack. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's hard. Um, try to get some good nutrient dense food in you. Find a doula who can even postpartum mm. who can help support you there um, right. and find a good team. I think a lot of people spend time on like, uh, oh, what what crib should we buy or what? You know, all of mm -hmm. the toys, right? That we've all seen. Right, right, right. Lists. But I think we need to shift maybe what those baby shower list should be is like a postpartum doula and making sure you have a good team who will bring you good nourishing food. So that that would be my first, like if you're just having an infant, like boost yourself up because you're already stressed and depleted. And I like I've been there and it's mm -hmm. hard to work through that when you're stressed and depleted. Oh, yeah, it is. It, is, it feels impossible. And for some it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so. I, but I think if you feel that there is something deeper, don't give up. It may be really easy to give up. I mean, there are times where I paused and, or, you know, or questioned like, well, am I, am I crazy here? But you you know, your child better than anybody. Mm -hmm. anybody. Trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. And there are so many, and, and I know some people even have to, um, struggle with even their own partner believing them and that's mm -hmm. right and that that right. Can, that's that's not easy so i i think now more than ever there are so many resources that were not available mm -hmm. when even my four-year-old was an infant and if there was i wouldn't have known where to find it i mean i i said i even went to a lactation consultant that i that i thought would be able to help us i thought well surely she's gonna tell me we have a tongue tie that's Right. And she didn't. And that mm. that was a lot of money spent to still come out disappointed. Um, 
So I, yeah, trust your instincts and there are resources out there. I mean, you all are one of them. Sure. And um, are there any others that, that come to mind that would be a great place in your opinion for someone to start besides well, the CAF website? Sure. I think, I mean, I think what I've figured out with, with the body work, um, because sometimes, you know, with the tethered tissue, that's, that's the fascia system. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it may not be as severe as needing a tie clipped. Maybe it's, you just need to loosen things up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about uh, even coming out the birth canal or if it's a C-section, my youngest was a C-section. There's a lot of movement on those soft tissues mm-hmm. when that baby was just like curled up like this for a little while. And suddenly we're like pulling on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not a gentle process for mm-hmm. most kids. And so I think early body work, whether it's a, um, like a Gillespie, uh, cranial facial, uh, mm-hmm. cranial fascial therapist, Gillespie method, or the PX docs, the, you know, the nervous system based chiropractic. Um, and it's not just PXX, there are other nervous system based chiropractors. And it's not, I think some people go, Oh, a chiro, you know, I've, I've been there, and they really crank on your neck or, or it's different for babies. They're not going to yeah. just get no, in there. No, it's so different. It's so different. And it's just soft, gentle release. And mm-hmm. I, our doctor, our, our cranial osteopath, she had said, and, I, and I, I loved when she said it, she said, I wish, I wish every labor and delivery room had a cranial osteopath in that, in that room, right as the baby came out so we could Same you know, girl. hold Same. them and yep. release that. And that yes. would set off so many. Um, on a good path. And Mm -hmm. so. And they can get up in there and with their thumb and just, and that palate. Yeah. And just kind of loosen things up. Yeah. It's yeah. So there, there are a lot of body workers out there who understand the body as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I, um, our, our pediatrician is, is, is fairly holistically minded. We've had a lot of great conversations, but mm-hmm. again, it's in order to work with him, it's out of pocket because he doesn't take insurance because he'll give you an hour, an hour per kid. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. It means we don't see him very often and he's available and not because, I mean, my kids are pretty healthy, thank, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, we rarely need him, but it's, it's being okay with being outside of that system, the main system and taking that deep breath and knowing what you know. And sometimes you have to be a little brave and say, Mm -hmm. well, that doesn't make sense to me. Or, you know, I'm going to read more, but I know it can be hard to to stand up to all of that. Yeah. And speaking of brave, you know, I'll put that link to brave parent in here too, because that's one of the things that Dr. Maples is is talking about because it is hard. It's hard to be a brave parent right now. It is. There are so, there are so many different categories of things that we've got to be brave about and navigate. And my, um, you know, my kiddos. I obviously I love to talk, um, <laughs> but we've been having even when they're little. Like we'd have we've had some big conversations about stuff, and they because I, I think sometimes we don't give kids enough credit for what they can understand. Yes, and they mm-hmm. can take accountability for within their own bodies mm-hmm. um and when if they you know just like with me once i understand something okay like i'm good to go and i yeah. think that's similar with them is giving them more credit and maybe bringing them in on a little bit more 
So sure, hold space for them. They may that. not know the words, right. but if you hold space for them and just kind of let them express themselves, yeah. then again, to your point, you know your children better yeah. than anyone. So you'll get to know what they're saying. You'll, you'll, you'll start to watch their mannerisms and see the changes. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, and I, I think that's some of it. You know, so often moms get, it's mostly moms, that get there like, oh, you know, you're just going to worry about that. Oh, you're going to worry about that. And it's, and that, that's, that's been a story for a long time. And I think it's yeah. more, we're, we're so in tune to them. And when their little bodies and their nervous systems, this is how I've described it about my kiddos. When they're both in a spin, one's going this way and one's going this way. <laughs> and it's, it's like chaotic incoherence of energy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying, I'm in the middle (laughs) and you try to be the eye of the storm. You try to be the calm spot, but we also feel all of that. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what then dysregulates us. And it's almost like we need to get with, with help Mm -hmm. coming up above that as best we can. So we can think clearly to help them. And I know so deeply when one's going one way and one's going the other way, how hard it is to still stay on track and to be the brave parent and say, no, this isn't just, oh, because they're four and they're seven. This isn't Mm -hmm. just because there's something deeper going on here. And I, for the first time in a a long time, I feel like we're finally, like I said, we're finally, there is more more coherence and they're able to even articulate that more. I mean, yeah, a yeah. four-year-old saying, can I go back to that, that one doctor mom? She helped right? me. Like that's, that's huge. We haven't been, I that think it's been about a month since we've been. So. Right. And just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Yes. And we need to stop normalizing some of these things. Yes. That's a huge right. thing too. I, some of the entry conversation I've had with people are about like, okay, well your husband snores or your dad snores and Aaron jokes like, ha ha ha. Isn't it funny? <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. It's not. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a myth we need to break it is not yeah. funny it's not yeah. funny so i i share a lot of um i share a lot of these these myofunctional therapists and airway dentists on my on my personal social media um and i feel like something like oh man i share i'm sharing something all the time but i'm hoping that somebody catches it and goes oh, yeah hey we have that Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what that's connected to? Because even that simple, like, you know, close the baby's the baby's mouth and, mm-hmm. you know, the sun, the tongue suction. I didn't know our tongue's supposed to be suction to the top of our mouth. I had no idea. I didn't know that. And I've said this before, you know, I, I, I have a science background. And, you know, my, my grandfather even was a professor or, or dean at the UT Medical School or for dental school. Mm-hmm. I'm around these people. Right. I, I should know these things. Yeah. I didn't know that until, you know, I first started working here and I have an airway disorder. Mm-hmm. And at no point in the 20 years almost of having this, had anyone pointed that out to me. Yeah. Why are we talking so, about it? Yeah. Right. And then I start talking to all these different doctors and they're turning around saying, well, yeah, we went to med school and no one told us. I'm going, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, so, wait you know. Yeah. So I was already kind of shook thinking, how did I not know this? And, you know, here are these professionals. It's just mind blowing to me. It really is. Absolutely mind blowing. So for parents, I, again, don't feel guilty because no. 
people, so many people didn't know. But yeah, I think most people, yeah, I, I would say, I would say most people don't know. Most people don't know. I mean, I <laughs> mentioned my dad's apnea. I don't know when he was officially diagnosed. I was, he had a heart attack very, very early. Um, mm -hmm. He was only 38. So I don't know how old that makes me. I was little, I was in middle school, I think. Um, I don't think he was diagnosed with apnea. Um, I don't think it was right after that. I, I think it still took several years. And he got the CPAP machine and suddenly he was like, cause my, I mean, he was up all night long. We all just, that was mm -hmm. what dad, dad just, yep. he would sleep on the couch with the TV cause he was up all night long. Um, Think about all the sitcoms we grew up with, like all yeah. in the family and some of these shows where it was a joke. It was just a joke. You could hear, I mean, you could hear my dad. You could hear him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. You know, oh, but no idea. I, I can almost guarantee his doctor never talked to him about that stuff. And, and he's not very good That's, about using that apnea machine. And recently I've said, you know, where's your tongue? And are you, yeah. um, and I, and I, it, it's baffling to me. And yeah. I, and I did actually, okay. So I did tell him recently to have a conversation with his, his primary and his cardiologist. I said, if they're talking to you about high blood pressure, but they're not talking yes. to you about your apnea and your airway, then mm -hmm. you can tell them that they aren't worth their degree and you can even have them call me. And that's, I know very bold to say, but I said, if they're not touching on that, then they're just giving you more pills and they're not helping you. Right. But you know what? That's exactly an example of what I've heard because they weren't taught that in school. Mm -mm. They're just doing what they were taught. So it's just And it's, it's up amazing. to us patients to say, I've had, so I had something, I have something medically with me that I guess I, I learned some of my bravery pre-kids with, with doctors where a lot of them would deny, like, no, mm -hmm. you know, and I learned right. how to move on to maybe somebody mm -hmm. else. And, um, but I, when I had a, the first doctor that looked at me and said, thank you for teaching me something new. How do you want me to support you on this? I thought, wow, you're in, yeah. you're in because now we can start that conversation. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I, she, we've had providers on here before too, that have said, never stop learning. Right. Yeah. We went through medical school, but, and you go get your, your CEs or CMEs, whichever side of the house you're on. And, keep learning. You never yeah. are going to know everything. So keep learning because science changes and evolves as we learn. Yeah, it does. And there's so, and I, and I, and I empathize. I realize they have see a lot of people and the, oh, the yeah. pressure of the insurance system. I, I know that there's a lot at yeah. them, but at the same time, she did tell me those things and she's been receptive to mm -hmm. whenever I've, and I have brought her surprise, surprise, I brought her information and said, can you look at this? And she's open to it. Mm -hmm. And I realize not every doctor can or wants to or whatever. It's, it's all nuanced, but, um, but it, it's, it's, it's still sitting in that bravery and, and going forward. And, and, and do we, do we want, do we want band-aids or do we want healing? Yeah. 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 And, 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 yeah. and you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, I had to move across the country to find a provider to, that could support me in that way because, you know, the other was doing exactly what they were taught, yeah. but it wasn't working. So you keep fighting, you keep trying, you keep working, right? As, as airway moms, you just keep advocating. Yeah. There was another book I read recently too called, uh, and it's written by a dentist. 
and I don't remember her name, but you probably you may know of it. It's called in like in the Moms in the Trenches, I think. Is the name? Yeah, that one. Yeah, this that would one. be the book. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, um, yes, and I'll put it. I'll put a link yeah. to that one it was on just there a as nice well. Quick read, but but I I thought, yep, okay, there we are. Mm -hmm. It was just another one of those wonderful validations. Yeah. Um, and and all coming together. So. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone that thought that was a plant, that wasn't a plant. That's actually an upcoming giveaway. So oh, that's really? why I had it. I've got it. I, I don't know if right you here. can see my bookshelf up at the top. I've got it. Uh, it's up there somewhere. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I've, mine's blurred. <laughs> but it's just full of all the things, the research that we've done. And yeah, so I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and, and sharing your story. And I hate to say tips, but guidance and just, yeah. you know, everything that you have shared to help our parent audience. I really, really appreciate it, Molly. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Um, it's, I, I hope that more kids can, and parents can find help. Yeah, yeah so Agreed. thank you. Thanks again to today's guest, Molly Peterson, for sharing her story and to each of you for listening to today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, Leave us a review or a comment telling us about what you enjoyed most. You can stay connected with the Children's Airway First Foundation by following us on Instagram, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Parents can also join us at our Facebook parent support group, The Airway Huddle, at facebook.com backslash groups backslash airway huddle. You can also find tons of great content for parents and medical professionals alike via the Parents Portal and Clinician's Corner areas of our website. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for an upcoming episode, shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. And finally, thanks to all the parents and medical professionals out there that are working to help make the lives of kids around the globe just a little bit better. Take care, stay safe, and happy breathing, everyone.